Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we've got uh, a tournament report. Yeah, kind of, sort of. New standard hotness to talk about. Yeah. First, we got to have you guys interact with us and track us down. Yeah, come find us. We're all over social media. Uh, you can find us at Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at Casual Tryhard MTG at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. If you follow us on Twitter, one, I, I go through uh, arena deck lists and I tweet out decks that we might be talking about or mm-hmm. things we might be playing. I also have started doing, uh, we'll see if it keeps up, uh, spoilers with no context, just random <laughs> things that pop into my head when uh, as I'm editing the podcast, so random uh, video clips will occasionally pop up. All right. Using words we may have used a whole lot during the last podcast. <laughs> Oops. Sorry yeah, about we're, that. We're going to try to not talk about having a new angle yeah, or I don't a different think, angle. I don't think there's any more angles to be had. No, no. We are all out of protractors here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, if you contact us, we had a, a listener contact us and go like, hey, where's that uh, Where's that Abzan list you were talking about? And we like replied via email. We sent him the list. So, yeah. Like, In his email box, he got the list. Our community right now is small but growing, so we can give you that one-on-one personal attention that you may need. So if you need need something from us, if you're like, hey, I have a show idea or something, we read all of our copious uh, non-junk email. Yeah, (laughs) that uh, one so far, we read it. So far, we read it. (laughs) I got a Facebook message about it, like, hey, we got an email. It was a big day. So please reach out. Absolutely. Tell so, us what you want to hear about. If you got show ideas, if there's something in particular you want us to touch on, let us know. Because otherwise, we're just kind of talking to ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, I like to listen to myself talk. But yeah, sure. You do that um, all day long at work. I do. Though, so. I do. That is my job. If you're just listening to this and you didn't see it pop up in your feed, because you used to check in for us on Thursday, we had uh, we did an emergency pod on the state of the MPL. Yeah. It's burning. It's on fire. Uh, there's... Everyone at Wizards is just that like little dog sipping his coffee with his house on fire. <laughs> Everything's, fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So if you want to kind of hear uh, what's going on in the MPL and kind of what our opinions are, check out the emergency pod. It should have gone up on Monday. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about qualifying for Mythic Championship, yeah. or at least our attempts. So we are going to talk about the Mythic Championship qualifiers, or the MCQs, as they're going to be kind of talked about. Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of like what's replacing the PPTQ system, right? Yes. Um, they're very close to what used to be the PTQ system. So if you participate in the old system, in the PPTQ system, you would show up to a local store. Mm-hmm. You could run into the event being eight people right or the event would be a hundred people yeah it just was totally random yep it like depended on what weekend it was what stuff was close yep and if you won that tournament then you qualified for the rptq which was a regional pro tour qualifier correct and those were more along the lines of in our region like 40 to 80 players i have played in three of them three more than me and i believe all of them have been more than 150 players oh really yes i didn't think they were that big yes well okay. the first one was huge because it was the team qualifier oh yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. was huge huge the second one i played in may not have been quite 150 because it was in a smaller venue okay um they did actually reach cap there were people that were turned away 
Um, so that I'm sure was a very bad day for those people. And the third one, I want to say sat to table 73. Okay. Wow. So that would have been like 150 ish players. So, okay. I was a little low on my number there and there the winner got an invite. Plus, usually based on the size of the tournament, it would be top two or top four. Yeah, depending on how many people were actually there, depended on how many invites were given out. Yeah, so I don't know the exact math, but yeah, they, they gave up more. They typically, the larger ones, gave up more than one. Yes. So now we're going to this MCQ system, mm-hmm. which uh, is based on, like we said, the old PTQ system, mm-hmm. which is you win a single tournament. Right. You are qualified for the Mythic Championship. Correct. Now, the issue is, is now all of these tournaments are 100 plus players. Yeah, there was right around 120 people at this tournament, I think. Yeah, so a problem with the old PTQ system was uh, there were oftentimes people that were turned away. They would go to a store that could hold 70 people. Right. And person like 85 would show up. Mm Mm-hmm. And there Oops. would be people either turned away or people playing like outside or yeah. on the floor. And this was a no bueno. Yeah. It's been a few years since those. So we've come to the point where people are doing online early registration. Yeah. Um, I believe this event had a cap at 226 players. Yeah. I think the one that we're going to this weekend was also over 200. Okay. Was the cap. But we booked our spots early. Oh yeah. I signed up as soon as it was announced. I signed up for both of them. Yeah. There's a lot of older, uh, players that are, you know, perhaps more try hardy than just casual try hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did recognize a lot of faces yes. from the couple RPTQs I played in. There were a lot of familiar faces at this tournament. Um, and I actually played some of them. Yes. Like during my tournament. Yeah. So, and that's something that the players that have been around longer say that they miss about the old PTQ system. Yeah was you would get to know people, Mm match players in your area, because you would see them over and over and over again, which means that you have to go to these things Mm -hmm. over and over (laughs) and over again to to qualify. Yep. That, I think, does raise the barrier to entry Um, to some degree. Yeah, yes and no. What's kind of cool is that these events have a very good promo. Yes. Right. It's a beautiful Arcbound Ravager promo. It's worth at least as much as the entry fee. Yes. So you will have people local to the store that sign up to play some air quotes competitive magic, get their Arcbound Ravager promo, and be super happy that that's all they wanted to do. So in that circumstance, like that's fine. It's getting more people into competitive magic. Um, But at the same point, you're not going to have locals from every store doing that where you would with the PPTQs. Like, even though there wasn't a promo, every local game store was able to host a PPTQ. The MCQs are regional. They're not at the local level. So you are going to have to travel to them. That is going to turn some people away. I think that you drove three hours last weekend. Uh, it was three and a half. Yep. And our drive is three hours this weekend. That is true. I think we would drive, we'd make the same drive for a PPTQ. Absolutely. I have. It is a lot, like, especially people that are like really on the grind. Yeah. They're going to do this every, every weekend until they spike. Yeah. 
an eight-round tournament. Yeah, <laughs> which is tough. Yeah, spike your eight-round tournament and then win your top eight. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a different system. It is a more competitive system. Yes. And we are definitely going to be in a situation where you're going to see people are going to miss out. Like our store is not big enough. Correct. To have one of these events. Yep. And a lot of the stores we went to for PPTQs are just not big enough yeah. for these events. So those players. Well, these two that are three hours away are the two closest to us. Oh, God. I'm not willing to drive that far. Yeah. I'm yeah. not willing to drive like six hours. I'm not willing to drive to Atlanta. Well, yeah. It was the one last weekend in Raleigh. The one this weekend in Columbia, and the next closest one I'm pretty sure was like Atlanta, Richmond. I think those were the next two closest ones were Atlanta and Richmond. Yeah, and I mean we're two hours from Charleston, and there's not a store big enough in Charleston, South Carolina, right. to host one of those. And yep. apparently Savannah would be closer than Atlanta, and yeah, no, nowhere big enough in Savannah. Nope. So we definitely it's definitely gonna like make it so you know perhaps people in our listener group that are. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in that, like, I want to play a competitive tournament, yeah. but I don't want to drive three hours. Well, take along. Sit in my back seat. Yeah. <laughs> what was your experience? We were going to kind of do, so we kind of know what an MCQ is. Mm-hmm. So you went and you did, you said 120 people. Yep. Let's start off with where did you finish? Uh, I came in 25th. 25th. Qualified for any money or did you just get a, a firm handshake? No, I did finish in the money. Oh, sweet. Um, yep. So first place obviously gets the invite to the Mythic Championship. They also get a cool thousand dollars, which is supposed to be used for. It's com- supposed to be your travel stipend. Yeah. yeah, I don't actually remember what the rest of the top top eight payout was. I want to say it was five hundred, two hundred. Okay. So it'd have been five hundred for a second, and was it second through fourth, and then two hundred for fifth through eighth. I think is how that worked out. Okay. That might not be right. I don't think that's right. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, the rest of top 16, so 7 through 16, got $100. Okay. And then 17 through 32 got basically their entry fee back. It was 50 bucks. Okay, I'm doing some quick math here. How much did it cost to enter? 45 Okay, because I, like, I guess they make their money, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're handing out a lot of money. They did hand out a lot of money. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was happy with the, the payout yeah. structure. So you finished 25th. Yep. I went 5-3. and three. Okay, so what did you end up playing? Because I know there was some trepidation Yeah. as of Friday night. Friday night at like 10.30 when we were still at the game store trying to figure out what to play. Yeah. I had been testing Demir like all week long and was not happy with it. Um, I couldn't get it to run the way I wanted it to. It wasn't good in the matchups. I thought it was going to be good in. Um, just in generally, I was not happy with it. Because I have been you know, grinding arena, I did have some experience with Mono Red, but I didn't think Mono Red was going to be great because it just spiked the open the weekend before, put three players in top four. Yeah, we were under the assumption that everyone would have their yeah. incidental life gain and just... Yeah. Random mono red hate cards. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't super happy with the thought of having to play mono red, but realistically, I didn't know what I was going to play. Like, even up till me and you were sitting down at a table at 1030 at the game store after FNM trying to figure out what I was going to play in the tournament. We didn't figure it out. Um, I came home and was browsing some articles and saw that uh, Tom Ross had posted a mono red list at the very bottom of an article that I don't believe was about mono red saying that this is, if he was playing in an MCQ this weekend, that's what he'd play. I said, well, if it's good enough for the boss, it's good enough for me. Fair. So that's what, uh, 
ultimately what made up my mind, um, I guess I didn't actually make up my mind until the car ride to Raleigh in the morning. Um, I left my house at about 5.30 in the morning. Oh, God. And had like three hours to think about it. So in the car, I had Demir and Tom Ross's red list sleeved up. Uh, mostly Tom Ross's red list. I tweaked the sideboard just a touch. But I had them both sleeved up with brand new sleeves in my bag and was going to figure it out on the way. And uh, decided that Mono Red was probably going to have a better shot than Demir. So Fair. that's what I went with. So let's see here. We've kind of round by round how you did. Yeah, I tried to some keep notes. Uh, I tried to keep some decent notes. Um, I didn't go super in depth because, like everybody, kind of knows how mono red games play out. So yeah. I didn't think that would be interesting. And I typically don't like to talk about bad beats because yeah. that's not always that's kind of negative thinking. I try to mm-hmm. you know stay away from that or whatever. But I did try to keep a little bit of notes as to like what I could make changes with or like what happened during the games. So, so see, round one was mono white or Azorius yeah, aggro? Yeah, it was Azorius aggro. I didn't actually see any blue cards, but I did see blue lands. Mm-hmm. Um, these decks do play little Teferi, I think. Some of them do, yes. And like Dovin's Veto out of yeah. the sideboard. The only new card I saw out of the deck was a Gideon. Okay. And he died. Yes. My opponent just died. Yeah, um, that that card is awful when you're yeah. behind at all. Yeah, and he was always behind, and my opponent just died. That was not even games. I was done in 15 minutes, maybe. Uh, round two was Bant Midrange. Um, this was a pretty new deck, like as of the tournament. It had only been around for a couple days. Yeah. I thought the list looked really interesting, but I didn't have enough time to test it, and I think this is a deck you needed to test with. It's not something you can just pick up. Yeah, because you're playing it like, you know, typically instant speed with yeah. little Vivian. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. You got to know what to take off your Vivian yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's got a little, it's fiddly. Yeah. This was my first loss. I lost against it. I don't think it's an awful matchup. Oketra just outvalued me. Like yeah, I don't think you can did. like ever beat an Oketra, like if yeah. they resolve one. Yeah. I played against this deck a few times on Arena with like Gruel, mm-hmm. and I've lost to turn three and turn four Oketra off of Magmanadorks, and it's just like, oh, yeah. I can never, ever, yeah. ever win. Well, I mean, I didn't get shut out. I took a game, but it's it's tough. Once they get to an Oketra, there's almost no coming back. Yeah, like you do. Especially for Mono Red. Yeah, it's like burn two burn spells and then... Then it, it comes, comes back, back in two turns, yeah. yeah. Not not a winning proposition. And if you don't burn two burn spells, they play a 4-4 four, four that you have to burn two burn spells right, on. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, I'm like eight, I'm eight cards in the hole right now. Yeah. I can't ever win. Yep. Uh, round three was Esper Control. No contest. Steamroll. This is another one that was, I think the whole matchup was done in 12 minutes. Tons of time for lounging around in between rounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, like the Esper matchup, if they get set up mm-hmm. and they if they draw the right combination of cards, mm-hmm. the matchup is can be close. Yeah, I, I don't know if this was like actually a stock Esper control list or not. Okay. I guess I don't even actually know what a stock Esper control list looks like right now because I think everything's kind of in flux and we're gonna mm-hmm. get, we're gonna get to this after my little tournament report here. We're gonna talk about some of this a little bit. I saw no counter magic. Okay. I was there were a couple instances where i was playing around like a dovin's veto but i never actually saw any counter magic out of this opponent 
Okay. So I don't know that there were like some planeswalkers I wasn't expecting. I don't know if this was like Esper planeswalkers. I didn't see enough planeswalkers where in my head I called it planeswalkers. Yeah. I know that Andrew Cuneo uh, in the MPL, mm-hmm. his Esper control list was down to like two or three uh, absorbs. Like they yeah. cut some absorbs for reasons we will talk about. Yeah. So the next up, so that was a win. So next up, you got to play the mirror. I did. Thank you, Arena. I have become a master in the mono red mirror. Yes. uh, Because you play it all the time. Yes. And like, like I I think I talked about earlier in the podcast, like you have to, you can figure out what your role is in that particular matchup pretty early. Yep. And And that's exactly what I did. And the only, the only thing that kind of throws that off is an experimental frenzy. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you're playing the control side of it, and then you get frenzied. Yep, you're just like, oh. So this opponent in particular, game one, my opening hand was land, 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 frenzy, lava runner, something, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I got something to do on the first turn. Everything else in my deck, I can do in the middle, and then I got a frenzy. Like as long as you have the frenzy, I think it's okay to keep a little bit land heavy yeah. hand. Uh, so I kept it. And it turns out it was the mirror, and a turn four frenzy is unbeatable. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, they just have to kill you, and you've spent the first few turns trying to trade resources. Right. Because you know you have draw your deck right. in your hand. Yep. So. so that round went pretty easy. Round five was actually an opponent that I have played a couple times before. A uh, super cool guy. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head what his name was. Um but I did recognize him, and we had played before. Actually, I played him at the last RPTQ I played him. Okay. Um, he was on a, kind of a weird Gruel Warriors list that okay. went a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, had no one drops, was not on Pelt Collector or Llanowar Elf. Yeah, I think they've a lot of them have moved to like Paradise Druid as like their ramp creature. It was no Paradise no? Druid. Huh. It was it's just, weird to go bigger and then not yeah. have like the ramp. Yeah. So I'm not, I didn't actually look at his list, but after I ran him over two games in a row in under 10 minutes. Um, we played a couple games for fun, and he did get to – he went off once on me, but yeah, was a, was not a good matchup for him. Usually Gruul versus Mono Red is fine because you get to play, like, things that are just bigger. Right. Like Gruul Spellbreaker is a problem. Yeah. Kenling Phoenix is a problem. Like, I play Thorn Lieutenant because yeah. it's always a two-for-one and gets, like, cool, you, lightning sh- you cast Lightning Strike on it, and now I have a blocker for yeah. your – your uh, whatever whatever he is the two one, mm-hmm. Vishnu Pyromancer. There yep. you go. Yep. Another episode of Brian can't remember card <laughs> names. It's not a. I don't think it's a bad matchup, but again, yeah. it's mono red is a deck where even sometimes when you interact with it, you're still dead on turn four. Well, the problem is, is mono red punishes you for stumbling, even if it's just a little bit. Yes. And I think this opponent in particular was demanding a little much out of his mana base. Mm-hmm. He was playing full set of Stomping Grounds, full set of Rootbound Crags, full set of Unclaimed Territory, and uh, Guild Gates. Yeah, that's the standard Gru Warriors mana base. Um, Not a full set of Guild Gates, usually uh, one or two. Well, I saw two both games, so okay. I don't know if he was playing more than he was supposed to or if he just got really unlucky. Yeah, you usually play You usually play one to two yeah. depending on how many forests you want to play like i try to play like a forest yeah but yeah so it's usually play the guild gates so you have enough red sources for chain weller yeah and it it kind of bit him 
because he he was playing a turn behind because yeah, he was like, on the the guild gates. Yeah, it's Hapland, and then you yeah. can't shock, and then you're too yeah. far behind. Yeah, and trying to use your uh, um, he was on some planeswalkers too, and it was kind of awkward because the unclaimed territories don't cast your planeswalkers. Yeah, the planeswalker build. I think I was down to three unclaimed territories, and I went yeah. up a guild gate. Yeah. I was like on three guild gates. Yeah. It is asking a lot if you want to be able to cast Chain Whirler. Right. But Chain Whirler is so good against, like, Mono White. Yeah. And against, uh, like, the decks that are, like, playing Sahili. Yep. So it does... It's worth it, but it does really... You're asking a lot because you want to cast... All your two drops are green. Mm-hmm. And then your three drops are... Triple red. Triple red and red yeah. green. So yeah. you're you're asking a lot. Yeah. So, uh, But like I said, the opponent was really cool. Uh, we played a couple games afterwards for fun. He's a guy that I've known from, you know, yeah. being around the circuit a little bit. So we shook hands and moved on to the next round. Sounds good. So next round is uh, Blue White Super Friends, the flavor du jour of Magic, which we'll talk about. Yeah, uh, we're gonna circle back to this one. Let it suffice. I didn't know that this particular version of this deck existed. I did not have a plan for it. I was super unprepared. I felt like I was playing a different game of Magic than my opponent was playing. Yeah, so things like uh, Dovin Hand of Control, which makes all your spells cost one more. Yep, and, and Kaz- Kazmina that does basically the same thing. Anytime you target a creature or Planeswalker, you got to pay two more. I got locked out of the game today because it yeah. went turn three Dovin, turn four Kazmina. I was like... I can't cast this removal spell. Yeah. Yeah, and you you said here you got settled. Someone's still playing settled. I got settled. I was not playing around settled. I had lethal. I swung and got settled. Yep, yeah, that is you're yeah. not you're not expecting that. No, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Like that's um, that's rough. I didn't know this, but I went with um our friend Greg, who has been yeah. on the Pro Tour a couple times. Um, this was Ray Tor Torek or Tordek or something. Okay. Um, I guess he's a pretty well known good player. Okay. Um, so Greg was not surprised that I got stomped. <laughs> um, but yeah, the deck had incidental life gain in yeah, the interplanar beacon. interplanar beacon. So whenever he did anything in his deck, because it's all planeswalkers. Um, he was just gaining life. He had Sahili, so every time he did anything in his deck, because it was all planeswalkers, he was getting chump blockers. It was it was bad. Yeah, it was not a good matchup. It's it's a deck you can get under. Yeah, because I've played. Uh, I'll talk about this later. I've played the Jeskai version, mm-hmm. and I played one of those like uh, leagues, mm-hmm. uh, like best of one, like yeah. uh, seven wins or three losses. And two of my losses were to Mono Red. Yeah, where you just don't have especially like if you're on the on the draw you just don't have time to get set up yeah well i mean the like i said in the the last round um this deck is really good mono red is really good at punishing you if you stumble and game one in round six the super friends list my opponent stumbled for one turn and that was the end of the game yeah the game just ended did not go that way the next two games but it happens it happens yep and then you got to play the mirror again. I did. Thank you, Arena. So if you could have just played the mono red mirror over and over again. Yep. Uh, okay. Last verse, same as the first. Yeah. <laughs> Picked a roll, stuck with it, and sideboarded accordingly. Yep. And then Esper Control round eight. Yep. The last round of the tournament. Going in 5 2. Going in 5 2. Winning I am, maybe uh, in. I'm technically live for top eight. 
They didn't give us a whole lot of time to look at standings. They posted standings and pairings at the same time. Ouch. And gave us two minutes to look at both of them. So there was 120-whatever people trying to look at the same pairing standings board at the same time and get to your seat in two minutes. So it was kind of rough. Um, I didn't have a chance to look at, like I said, any of my uh, win percentages or anything. I do believe I was in 15th going into that round. Probably not exactly live for top eight, but... Close. Close. Really you were, close. You, you would be in a tiebreaker scrum if you won. Yeah, yeah. Did you win? Uh, I won game one. Okay. Yeah, that game one went super easy, just like I drew it up. Turn four kill. Were we, were we playing best of one? Unfortunately, we were not playing best of one. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Game two, I multi-six trade resources for a while i get them down to three life you know as the game has gone on we both got a bunch of lands and play whatever my board is almost clear he taps out on his turn kills my last guy and casts a lira i have not drawn any of my lightning strikes i have not drawn any of my wizards lightnings i have not drawn any skewer the critics i still had chandra's left in the deck i still had my frenzy left in the deck i still had light up the stages left in the deck any of these these things could have gotten me a win here. Um, unfortunately, I top decked the shock. Yes, and then he gets to attack with a Lyra, and you can never win. <laughs> and then I can, yeah, I just scooped. There's no way I can I can win after that. So, no. so that was game two. Game three, I believe I mauled again. Um, I think I'm mauled to six again. Kept land shock, uh, light up the stage, lava runner. Yep. I thought it was a reasonable hand. My opponent duressed me, turn one, and then turn two, he moment of craving my guy, and then duressed me again, and I had nothing left. Yeah, and then it's just like the slow, like... Yeah, I played a guy and swung twice, and then he entered the god eternal it and proceeded to stomp me over the course of the next couple turns. Sigh. Yep. Oh, well. Huh? The meta game did it kind of look like what you thought it would look like? Would it seem pretty, like... Super Friends had been a pretty new thing like that week. Yes. I wasn't expecting to see as much of it as I did. Um, even though I only played against it once, I it saw kind of more of it like in the tournament. So I saw more of that. Um, there were... I was only... I wrote down here some of the other lists that I actually saw. Most of them were lists like right around me as I was playing. Uh, there were at least three more Mono Reds. Uh, there were at least two more Demir decks. There were at least two more Super Friends lists. There was a Bant list, Bant, another Bant midrange other than the one that I played. Um, there was a Grixis Bolas list. There was a Feather list that I believe actually top 16 There were two Nexus lists, one of them top 8 And then there were two people on Sahili Drakes, okay. one of them being Todd Anderson. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I know who, was it Riki Takahashi or something? Because he was in an MCQ this last weekend on Feather, on Naya Feather. Oh, I don't know. And he won $100. Probably. In top, he tweeted out that it was the first time he'd ever won money. I don't know. I sent you my picture. Was his name on it? Uh, I will I will, I will. will look. Engaging radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I was overall, I was pretty happy with the tournament. I feel like I performed pretty well. I know you know, knocking the dust off or whatever, because I hadn't played the deck in a little while. Correct. It was Riki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi- Hayashi, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. so he came down from, so the Roanoke crew came down from uh, on high at Star City to yep. play uh, an MCQ. Yeah, so he, he covered up your name with uh, with his $100 bill, oh, unfortunately. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. 
Okay, there we go. So yep. we can now tie this. We can now tie all these pictures together, right? I know where I knew where there you, you were. Go. I knew where he was. <laughs> all right, cool. But again, that's also to show like Roanoke's a long way from yeah. where you were in North Carolina. That was yeah. probably like a four or five hour drive for them. Probably, yeah. That's how far people are willing to drive mm-hmm. to play these MCQs. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, though, I'm pretty sure they all came down a rally for the RPTQs too. Okay. So, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's a yeah. long drive. Yeah. Right? And there are people that are doing this long drive every weekend until they win one or the yep. season runs out. Yep. So, yep. Ooh, maybe I should try to hit Mythic again. <laughs> easier um, than driving. Easier than driving. Yep. I mean, but then I'm going to get an email like yeah. Thursday night, like, hey, Saturday at 8 a.m. It's go time. <laughs> I'm be like, oh. Hope you're not planning on doing anything on Friday. Next week's MCQ. Yeah. And we've got to figure out what we're, what we're on for that. Yeah. So, what are you thinking? Ah, well, I was all about uh, Gruul, Agro, Planeswalker, like mm-hmm. Warriors with three Chandras and three Sarkins mm-hmm. and two little... Uh, Dovin. Do- or not Dovin, Domri. Domri. Yep. Uh So I played it. I went like 7-2, dug my way out of the port purgatory of Plat 4, yeah. made it to Plat 3, and then got on the bad side of variants, mm-hmm. and my deck forgot how to draw its third land. Oh, great. I was ready to put up, make a tinfoil hat to wear to talk <laughs> about the arena shuffler, yeah. and about how I missed my third land drop in 60% of my games. Actually, I think you said that on Friday, didn't you? I did. At FNM? Yeah. I did. And then I went to FNM, and I missed my third land yeah. drop. <laughs> in Against two, me. In two... And against Bowman, against yeah. Esperk, I was just like, oh, like tinfoil <laughs> hat time. I, I miss, I miss my third land game one against Esper Control, and then mold the five. Yeah, and I was like, damn you, Arena Shuffler, <laughs> come into the real world. I don't know if that like the deck's good when it casts its spells, yeah. but I don't know. So I don't know. I was, I was just on the bad end of yeah. a variant, so I'm not fully off the deck. Right, but I also am not like I'm not feeling super good about it either. Yeah. You know, like again, that's kind of where I was with the mirror last week. Yeah, it's like that little reptilian part of your brain. Yeah, where you're like the logical part of you is like, you know what? I'm like, I'm drawing it like twenty percent right now. If I get yeah. back to fifty percent, like I'll be fine. Yeah. But then there's a little reptilian part of your brain that's like, it's awful. You'll never win with this, <laughs> and you're like, and that part's really loud. Yeah. And so it's like maybe I don't want to play that. So the new hotness. Yeah. Is these Jeskai Planeswalker decks? Mm-hmm. If you check out our YouTube channel, I posted a video last night of me running one of these Jeskai Planeswalker decks through one of the best of one leagues. Mm-hmm. And so this deck has been championed by John Rolfe. Mm-hmm. And then it's also Savich, uh, mm-hmm. MPL member. Uh, newly uh, newly knighted MPL member. Yes. Yeah, Richard Garfield comes to your house with a sword and knights you. Or Morrow. No, no, no. It's a big, it's a big foam uh, Garrick X. Big foam Garrick. Morrow, yeah. Morrow comes to your house and does it. Mark yeah, yeah. water. Yeah. Because uh, he's always super excited. Hey, thanks <laughs> you. Accidentally uh, lops an ear off. <laughs> so basically, they're built around the Jeskai lists are built around like a core of three planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. It's three Narset, mm-hmm. part of Veils, three uh, Teferi, Time Raveler. Yep. Sorry, four Teferi Time Ravelers, the three-minute one. And then four Sarkin, uh, the Masterless. Mm-hmm. And so this gives you... Narset gives you a source of card advantage. Right. Uh, Teferi gives you a way to just kind of slow the game down and draw cards. Yep. It's passive, makes it so you have to play at sorcery speed. Is it, your opponent has to play at sorcery speed. Which is really awkward. <laughs> Which is really awkward. And then Sarkon is just a hammer. Yeah. Sarkon, there are games where your opponent's at 20. You play the Sarkon... You like make a dragon, 
and then the next turn you're you, swinging for 16 in yeah. the air and they're dead. Yeah. Or you have multiple planeswalkers out and you're like Sarkin plus my Sarkon put it to six, 12 you with my planeswalkers. Yeah. You have to kill my Sarkon that's on six or you die next turn. Mm-hmm. In most decks, there's like a spell or two right. that can do that. And it's like, if you don't have a Vraska's Contempt... Or Bedevil. Or Bedevil, this game ends. Right. And so it turns the corner super fast. Mm-hmm. So you just grind people out with card advantage, and then you just slam the door closed on them. So the Planeswalker, the other Planeswalkers play. So it plays those three, mm-hmm. Narset, Tef- uh, Little Teferi, and Sarkin. And John Rolf's like, that is the core of the deck. Never touch these. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it plays some mix of Dovin Hand of Control, mm-hmm. which is good in the mono red matchups because, yep. like we said, it, it taxes all of their instants and sorceries. Plus, it bubbles something to protect it and every other planeswalker. And then um, it plays two Casmina Enigmatic Mentor. Yep. So she makes it so all the spells that target you, uh, your planeswalkers or your creatures, cost two more. Right. And lets you cycle through the dead cards. And gets you a 2-2 body for and doing gets you a two, so. Two, yeah. Does everything. Yeah. And she's your four-mana Planeswalker. Yep. There's some lists that play also play Karn. Mm-hmm. Four-mana uh, Dominaria Karn. Yeah. Playable Karn. Playable Karn. Yeah. We'll talk about the other Karn some other time. Yeah. Some other time. Legacy Playable Karn. Right. Uh, and then you have... Um, and then some of them are playing Teferi. Mm-hmm. Big Teferi 5 at the top end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some go all the way up to like one Ugin. Yeah. So you have this like planeswalker package and you're winning the game off the back of Sarkin. So you kind of end up locking your opponent out. Right. And just out card advantaging them. I mean, if you like are on curve making their spells cast an extra mana, you're basically time walking your opponent every time you cast one of these. Yeah. You play a Dovin and now they can't. If they had up a, if your red player had up a shock and you right. play a Dovin and they had one mana, they can't shock yeah. you. Or like they have up a Bedevil and mm-hmm. you play a Dovin, they just can't right. cast their. Well, I mean, not for nothing. Like red doesn't always get to three mana before it kills you. No, no, and then they which just means can't cast you can't spells. cast any of your spells. And then depending on the list, the other kind of cards, they're almost all playing Thibblethip. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as a way to get through the deck. As a way to get through the deck and just like a body yeah. to just throw in front of something. Because mm-hmm. you're just holding on for dear life to like turn four or five. Right. And then you kind of start to, to do your thing and turn the corner. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are playing large numbers of Spell Pierce. Yeah. Uh, the John Rolf deck has four in the main. Oh, Spell Pierce is great with Kazmina and Dovin. If you're already taxing their spells, there's no way they can pay for Spell yeah. Pierce. And then it's at that point, it's just a one mana counter spell. Yeah. And I mean, Early on in the game, right, you play your untapped blue source and you say go, and your mono red opponent puts any spell on the stack, and you're right. just like, I'm going to save three life, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to counter this now, and we'll worry about your frenzy when we get there. Mm-hmm. Another great interaction is Little Teferi with frenzy. Right. Is just backbreaking. They're like yeah. four mana frenzy, and you're like, bounce it. Yeah. And then the next turn, they're like four mana frenzy, and you play another Teferi, and you're like, bounce, bounce it. it. Yeah. And they just can't ever get traction. And you build enough right. time, that, and then you can do your thing. Right. Some of the lists now, like Savit's moved um, Deafening Clarion into the main board. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty smart. That gives you more game against the red decks. Yep. He also has two Lava Coils. Yep. Um, some of the lists will play Mox Amber. Okay. So, like, Thibblethip plus Mox Amber gives you, like, develop your board, mm-hmm. play Mox Amber, have up Spell Pierce. Yep. And then you get instant life gain from Interplanar Beacon. Yep. 
Which is great against Mono Red. Yeah, and the the deck seems really strong. The mm-hmm. John Rolfe version was more on uh, uh, the Legendary Sorcery, so it played yeah. one Jaya's Emulating Inferno mm-hmm. and two uh, Urza's Ruinous Blast, because okay. all your stuff is legendary. Oh, that's smart. The problem is, is Urza's Ruinous Blast costs five. Yeah. And a lot of the things you care about in the other decks right. are legendary. Yeah. It doesn't tag a Lyra. It doesn't tag a Shalai. It doesn't get their planeswalkers. It doesn't get like a search for Ezkanta. Yeah. So there's like, it has some blind spots. Mm-hmm. But all in all, like you hold on and you just like out card advantage your opponent. Uh, the passives are really important. Teferi plus Sarkin, mm-hmm. right? You have this warm, comfy feeling of I can turn all my planeswalkers into creatures and attack and you can't kill them. Right. Sarkin, when you make a dragon, all the little things can't attack because that dragon deals one damage to all the uh, attackers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes they have like lava runners or they have things with, with two toughness, but then you have this big dragon to block. Mm-hmm. Sarkin almost always dies the first one, and then you always beat them with the second one. That's correct. Because <laughs> uh, he goes to two when you make the dragon. Yeah. The first one stabilizes you, and then the second one wins. Yeah. But if the board's clear, you just play it, and you're like, okay, we're going to go upstairs, and my planeswalkers are going to attack. It's, yeah. re- it's a really solid deck. You look at it, and it's a bunch of like... It looks like a mess when you look at it. Yeah. It looks like it makes... It can't do anything. When I the first version of this deck I saw, I played against a blue-white Planeswalker prison deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the unplayable Karn, mm-hmm. and they went and they got Godfarer statue. Oh, okay. So, Dovin plus Godfarer statue <laughs> plus Casmina. I mean, I resolved no spells yeah. the rest of the game. I got. Basically, I was playing against stacks, and I just couldn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I like actually tweeted that. I was like, this is unreal. Yeah. Uh, and then that same deck got played at or a similar deck. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the, like, Karn, go get God for us statue. Yeah. I mean, that seems a little cute, admittedly. It does. But uh, a similar deck was played by, I forget the guy's name, at the Star City event. And it was a, a deck he had built with Zach Elsick. Okay. Noted uh, prison player. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the deck started to take off. Yeah. And then the adding the Sarkins really takes the deck from being kind of dirtly. I don't know how I'm going to close this game to yeah. having a clear like this Five game mana ends. Win the in, game. Yeah, this game ends in two turns. Yeah. And like it sometimes you sometimes win on turn six. Yeah. Where like they just haven't done anything, and you're like kill you Sarkin eight you, twelve you, yeah. and the game's just over. It's good. Mm-hmm. Like if you see it, it is good. Like I said, so there's, there's a video of me playing it. I've been tweeting out various versions of the deck that I've seen. So I've tweeted out the John Rolfe version. He has a cyborg guide for it mm-hmm. and the Savitz version. And there's a blue-red version that I haven't played mm-hmm. that's playing four Jaya's emulating for us. Yeah, I think I've seen this list. Yeah. And Narset's way better than you think it is. Yeah. It's great against control because mm-hmm. they can't draw extra cards. Yep. Teferi is as good as you thought it was, is as annoying as we said it was. Yep. Right? You can't play on the stack and yeah. you can't play creatures yeah it's really awkward like so. i never i never really understood how awkward it was until somebody like cast one against me and you just can't do anything yeah like the pro points podcast uh, mike sigris was talking about like maybe we've got to the point that people are just going to realize that paying four mana for a rekindling phoenix is bad yeah because you're like rekindling phoenix and they're like bounce it draw a card oh <laughs> and then the arena deckless podcast a big rebrand for the game there. I think they were like, yeah, um, Thief of Sanity is bad mm-hmm. because it just, you Same play your reason. Thief, they untap, play their Teferi and bounce your Thief. Yeah. Now they have an active Planeswalker. Right. And you and got nothing to pressure it. You have nothing. And now they have a turn to 
draw an answer to it. Yep. Yeah. So Teferi is the reason that these decks are like blue white. Mm-hmm. Zach Elsick tweeted out a uh, an Esper list that was tef- little Teferi, big Teferi, mm-hmm. Oath of Kaya as a way to shore up the red matchup. Yeah, I saw a bunch of Oath of Kaya let over the weekend, and then um, played four Kaya's Wrath, mm-hmm. and he took a strong stand on the Planeswalker Super Friends deck. He had three Elder spells in the main board. Okay. And I think that's where these decks are probably going to... That's where I think the format is going to move. Is yeah. going to move to like Elder Spell and ways to deal with these Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Because we have a brew going. Yeah, we'll come back to this in a little bit. We have a brew going. And the only thing I lost to was like a Saltai deck that just played like all the Planeswalkers. Yeah. And so I think everyone's just moving to playing a ton of Planeswalkers. And they give you enough value yeah. slash enough staying power that it's hard for mono red to get under you. Right. And it still happens. Yeah. It's mono red. It's not like your three mana planeswalker doesn't do anything. Correct. It does enough. Mm-hmm. And then your four mana planeswalker does a little bit more. Yep. And then your five mana planeswalker wins you the game. Yeah. It seems like the format is shaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where, Starting to. Where there's going to be some like super frenzy kind of deck. Yeah. Pick your colors. Right. And I think I've picked mine. I think I've picked mine as well. Yeah. We're, we're running low on a card uh, yeah. in, in, <laughs> in the group. But I, I was super sold on the Jeskai list to the point where I rush ordered three Teferis last night. And then you ordered a bunch for all our friends too, right? Uh, and I, only, I ended up ordering one. Uh, Cameron got to the got to the message late. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I ended up ordering four Teferis from Channel Fireball with two to three day priority shipping in yeah. hopes that they get here by Friday. If that, uh, if that doesn't work out, we might, I might be on a, a different pile of cards Yep, and someone might get my Teferi. Uh, <laughs> are you just thinking about uh, doing the whole mono red dance again? Um, that is definitely a possibility. I was not disappointed with the deck. It ran great. Arena gave me tons of seat time with this deck. It's actually funny. I'm going to tell you a story real quick that I hadn't told you about. I didn't post it in chat. It's not in the notes. I pre-register for this event, but I like to go make sure my name's on the list when I show up to one of these things. Yep. So I walk up to the counter, and there's a line there, and I'm waiting waiting my turn. The guy in front of me goes, I need a tournament entry, and I need that red challenger deck. Nice. Yeah. He went and he took the challenger deck and then went to his seat and ordered a bunch of cards from the store, and that's what he played in the tournament. There was someone else who tweeted, I think it was Zach Elsick. Yeah. So he was at his MCQ in like Texas or California or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's just a picture of a guy who bought uh, the white challenger deck. Yeah. And opened it up and registered that. That was was his MCQ deck. (laughs) Did did, Did he actually fill out a deck red sheet, or did he just turn in the insert? Uh, he was, the guy was filling out a deck red sheet. Okay. It would have been an, an extra level of like you cut out the top corner yeah. and just tape it to the actual <laughs> deck red sheet, so you can like write your name and your yeah. UCI number. But yeah, I mean, some people, some people did that and just yep. jammed. Yep. But yeah, the deck was fine. Chandra and light up the stage. Yes, light up the stage are the two biggest stars of this deck. This is why you should play this deck. Mono red. You had you had done you had like a three one split. Did uh, you mean three Chandra's one frenzy? Yeah, I, okay. I had a three one split between Chandra and frenzy, but Chandra and light up the stage oh. are the reason to play the deck. Yeah, no, light up light up the stage is is a ridiculous magic card. Yes, it's just broken. It is it is definitely in the in the camp of perhaps a design mistake. Just because- in this deck, it is as close to casting ancestral recall as I will ever get in my life. 
Yes, it is one mana draw two yep. when your curve is super low, yep. right? And the deck, I mean, you described keeping a hand that was guided deal some damage mm-hmm. and light up the stage to hopefully fix my garbage hand. Yeah. Right, like I have one land And that happens creature. all the time. Yeah, you have to keep those hands. Yeah. Right, that's how the deck wins. And sometimes you play your guy, you attack, you, you draw your card for turn, and mm-hmm. then your next two cards also aren't lands, and yeah. like the game kind of ends. Yeah. But a lot of times they're like land, land, and you're like play another one drop next turn, play you got my through land. my land pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Next turn, play my land, play chain willer, and now you're off to the races. Yeah. You've got four power, five power on board. Yeah, I should have kept track in my notes, but I'm pretty sure every game that I resolve to light up the stages, I won easy. When you're playing like the Planeswalker deck, or you're playing more of like a controly yeah. or like card draw kind of deck. Mm-hmm. And on Arena, you like scroll over your opponent's deck and they're like six cards deeper in your deck than you are. Yeah. And you're like, how? I'm supposed to be the one drawing cards. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're casting Chemister's Insight for one mana. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. It's like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that that card is, is the reason. Like, yeah. And Chandra... Chandra is better than anybody thinks it is. Yeah, Chandra... The card's great. Chandra with, like, Chandra plus Clock... Yeah. Is really strong. Uh, Chandra and No Clock dug me out of a couple games also. But it's one of those things where you you get your opponent to 10. Right. And you play a Chandra. You're going to find some way to deal them three damage. Right. And they can't let your Chandra alt because it's... Then they die. Yeah. It's, it's and a, they can't kill Chandra because then they die. Yeah. It's a fight. Like, so you're in this weird spot. But if you play like Chandra in... Like some of the Jeskai Planeswalker decks yeah. were playing Chandra initially. Yeah. I don't, and she that's doesn't, not right. There's no clock. So right. like... Even if you alter, it's not as big a deal. Right. That's why people went to like Karn. Yeah. Because he just sees more cards and whatnot. Yeah. But. And uh, like you alluded to, I was on a 3-1 split. Uh, three Chandras, one Frenzy. I think going forward, maybe a second Frenzy in the side to swap out with a Chandra. Because sometimes you do want the Frenzy instead. Chandra's great at playing kind of a grindy game. Um, one that goes a little bit longer, like one at a time. I put in the notes here, Frenzy's a lot better when you're hungry and you want a thousand or something. Okay. It just wins all at once. You, you heard that joke, right? It's rice. Yeah, it's rice. That's where Frenzy comes in. When like you're just looking for a haymaker to top deck and win the game, that's probably not Chandra. That's Frenzy. But when you're just looking to get in and you know keep the cards flowing, Chandra's amazing there. Yeah, like... Frenzy will win you more games that you had no business winning than Chandra right. will. Yeah. But the games where you're even yeah. to, uh, to maybe a little ahead, Chandra's probably better because they can just never deal with it. Right. If you, like, you play Frenzy and you're not dead that turn, but you're dead the following turn, maybe you just 20 them. Right. And it happens. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, I guess I just lost this game. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, the cards do different things. They do similar yeah. things of... The, they you, they have the same goal, but they go about it differently. Yeah, yeah. Of you can trade resources and then build back up. Right. But one of them is just like this explosive yeah. display of pyrotechnics, and the other <laughs> one is just like, we're going to go slow, and then all at once I'm going to seven you and yeah. draw... 12 more points of burn. Right. I had a game where I was at 18, and I was like, oh, they're going to alter Sandra. I said, they can't 18 me. And I was like, oh, wait, they only have to 11 me now with those seven cards. Yeah. They can definitely 11 me with like, seven they cards. They can totally 11 me. Uh, they thankfully didn't 11 me. I died the next turn. Yeah. But, yeah, you're just like, oh, like I'm going to totally lose this game. Yep. Yeah, and you get in these spots where you're like, like you end up racing Chandra. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I don't attack the Chandra because I'm just going to take four. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to try to race this Chandra. And can I kill them before they alt their Chandra? Yeah. And sometimes yes, sometimes no. Frenzy, sometimes you don't get a chance to race. You right. Just, just you just die. So you're feeling okay with Mono Red? Yeah, Mono Red's fine. I would not be embarrassed. Uh, well, I guess not sleeving it back up because it's still sleeved up. But I would not be embarrassed registering it this weekend. Um, that is definitely my fallback plan. We have alluded to in a couple other episodes that sometimes it's nice to give yourself a little bit of uh, downtime in between rounds, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing in a really long event. And I definitely enjoyed, you know, hanging out with some of the guys that I don't get to see real often and uh, enjoying that downtime a little bit in between rounds playing Mono Red. Unfortunately, I think I have found a deck that I'm going to play this weekend that uh, will not give me much time between rounds. No, no. It sometimes will just win on turn five. Yeah. So that's, that's, we got that going for us. Yeah. So this morning, um, I sent you a message. I had it said in the message that if everybody's playing these taxing little Teferi decks where they don't want you to play at instant speed, I said, why don't we play a deck that doesn't play at instant speed? And we yeah. just build like a tap out mid-range control deck where you're just using all your mana every turn. You're not playing at instant speed. You're just throwing haymakers. So we talked about these decks previously in the format. We've been talking about... Uh, Dad, mm-hmm. uh, That's uh, right. Just the card is ridiculous. Card is ridiculous. And that we haven't been able to find the right shell for it. Like the Grixis mid-range deck was fine. Yeah. But I don't think it was. was not impressive. Yeah. It was, it was really, just fine. It really wasn't the right home for it. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out what the, the right home was. Mm-hmm. And he said, why don't we play some like tap out controlly deck? Yeah. And I was like, well, the Grixis deck mm-hmm. could could be that. Mm-hmm. And so could we kind of build a Grixis Super Friends deck? Yeah. One of the other things that um, I had noted over the weekend that I had talked about in my tournament report was the only deck all weekend long that I played that I legitimately did not feel like I had a chance to win the game was that Super Friends list. The one that just taxes everything. Yeah. And most of those cards could translate over to Grixis. The 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 important ones. So Narset and Dovin and Casmina right. and Sarkin right. all all can go to the Grixis deck. Yep. The the thing that you lose is you lose a little Teferi. That, that's fine. And which is fine. Uh, especially since Little Teferi's not being in your deck, it's still going to do work for you. Right. Because between Mono Red and Little Teferi, it's going to make the Simic Nexus decks... Non-existent. Non-existent because yeah. they can't float mana and play Nexus because they right. can't play at instant speed. Yep. And then Mono Red gets under them. Yep. So you don't have to really worry about that as much. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at, and I think I threw together a list at like two or something mm-hmm. or one, and... And it was it was rough, and I just embarrassed people for like an hour. I went like eight and two, like yeah. the games weren't even close. Yeah. Um. So we would. So we wanted something that a could uh, be like a tap out mm-hmm. kind of control deck. Yep. And b that could have access to the elder spell. Yep. So the elder spell is black black. Target any number of planeswalkers. Planeswalkers, and destroy them, yep. and then put two loyalty counters on. Like a planeswalker, you a control? planeswalker you control for each planeswalker destroyed this way. Yes, 
So I saw someone on, I was watching Jim Davis's stream, and mm-hmm. they elder spelled his Narset and their Narset so they could alter to fairy. Oh. Because you can blow up your own planeswalkers to put okay. two Poodle of Three counters on. You've on done your there. job, Dovin. It's time. It's time. You Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So we kind of put this thing together, and it was rough, and it still is rough, but we have a bunch of early removal to deal with the red decks. Mm-hmm. We have access to Thought Erasure mm-hmm. to... Clean up permanence. You don't up. have a... There are spells that you don't have an answer to. Right. I'm on the full four in our set right now. We're going to mm-hmm. find the right number. Yeah, I cut one. I don't know if four is correct. I mean, I like having access to the four, but I think one goes to the board. Um, And then I had tried... I'm not a huge fan of Sahili. You like Sahili a little bit more I than do I like do. I do like Sahili a little bit. Because it was such a blowout against me over the weekend. I think that's yeah. why I like it a little bit more. Yeah, so I've play, I I keep playing them, and then they don't do anything. She doesn't do anything. Like, yeah. three mana for, like, a 1-1. One, one. Yeah is not a good enough deal. Like a 1-1 next turn Yeah, is not a good enough deal sometimes. But anyway, so in the three mana slot, we're going to have some number of Narset. Uh, I had tried Kiora yeah. just for a few games because I've seen it where like, you use Kiora to ramp you. Uh, but her passive doesn't do enough. I think Dovin's passive yeah. is way better as, yeah, a, as just, a passing effect. Kiora just doesn't do anything in this deck except untap something. And yeah. that's not even and huge. And gets you, gets you a card when you like down tick your Sarkin. But at that point, like that's life true. is good. Yeah. We we found a Davriel. Yes, Davriel like thought erasure into Davriel just went like mid range decks just fold. Yeah, they can't come back from like that. you. You take their two mana play or their three mana play. Yeah, then you take another card. Yeah, heaven forbid you bolas in a couple turns and make them discard something else. Yeah, you thought erasure into mm-hmm. Davriel and you yeah. run start to run them out of cards. Mm-hmm. You're playing enough removal. In the form of thought, or in the form of lava coil yep. and uh, moment of craving, mm-hmm. that you can deal with the early pressure. Yep, you're playing a couple sweepers like uh, ritual soot or maybe cry of the carnarium. Yeah, we have to figure out those numbers. Yeah, and then when you stick a bolus, you've run their hand low enough. Yeah, that he might just be a big removal spell. Mm-hmm. That they might not have a way to answer because they've run out of cards. Right. And then once he starts ticking up, it just ends. But you yeah. also still have the Sarkin mm-hmm. plan as well. Yep. So like, I think you're a little bit heavier in the Sarkon plan than I am. I don't know if I want a full four. I've I've just won I've won too many games with yeah. it to to cut it. But you have this card advantage engine. Mm-hmm. He kind of fills the role that Teferi fills. Uh, Big Teferi right. fills in some of the Jeskai lists. Yep. Where he's a card advantage engine, and well, the fairy takes care of anything. Mm-hmm. This only takes care of creatures or planeswalkers. Right. There aren't a ton of enchantments that matter. Right. I mean, by the time you resolve them, usually a search has flipped. Mm-hmm. You don't really care about Othakaya. Right. It's the other, Not at all. The only other enchantment that I've really seen. Well, you got Wilderless Reclamation, but Wilderless Reclamation. I haven't played against one of those in a while. Yeah. Like you said, I think that the other decks in the format are going to run that out, and I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. I, I was playing some number of, I was playing like two Bedevils, which might be a little much on the mana. Yeah. We played a game where we got super unlucky. We have 16 black sources in the deck, yeah. and on like turn eight, we had not hit a black source. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. So like the greedy part of the mana and why like Bedevil might be a step too far is I was still trying to play Interplanar Beacon. Yeah. And it's really hard to ask your deck to have two colorless lands for your black, black, red spell. Right. But it makes it so you can cast all your planeswalkers. Yeah. So it's a, it's a rough mix. But we, I think between us, we've played, I think I went nine and four. Yeah, I think I've got five or six games in with it. And like even the game that you didn't have black mana. Yeah, we were in it until the end. 
against mono red. Like, yeah. It went to like turn like twelve. Right. When it gets to cast its spells, it just seemed like it was embarrassing people. Yes. Like just it didn't matter what they did. Mm-hmm. There probably needs to be some number of elder spells in the main. Maybe just one. Yeah, I, li- I think I like two. One or two. Uh, a lot of people are just playing random planeswalkers. Yeah, like every deck runs planeswalkers now. Like Mono Red runs Chandra, Bant runs Tamio, Vivian, Sultai runs Tamio, Vivian, um, and then you have all the friends or the super friends decks. Yeah, I like, mean, I played against like a Sultai super friends deck that yeah. had like Big Vivian, Ugin, mm-hmm. Nissa. So you just kind of have yeah, like this this everything. So like having access to the elder spell would be good so we're i think this is what my project is yeah is I think to work too. on work on this because then we'd have more elder spells in the sideboard mm-hmm. i think the other loss from blue white is dovin's veto yeah right like that just being a clean answer to a lot of stuff well right but if you're if you're expecting to play against a whole bunch of teferi then dovin's veto loses a whole bunch of clout this too. is true this is true. Like, if we're just, like, we don't have any counter spells because right. we don't want to have to deal with Teferi. Teferi. Uh, I did like Bedevil because it does give you a main deck answer, clean answer to a Planeswalker. Right. While also being like, oh, like, I can take your I can take your Thought Erasure and let you resolve your Thief of Sanity because I just I have, have, an a, answer way, to I have it. a clean answer to it. Yeah. And, like, if you then resolve a Planeswalker instead, I still have a clean answer to that right. as opposed to... Uh, like, it was just the Elder Spell mm-hmm. being like, oh, I have to take this Teferi and leave. Yeah. I have to take this Thief of Sanity and leave something else. But, yeah, the deck seemed in limited play really good. So yeah. we're hoping to... I went and bought the last Nicol Bolas that was available in the in the Myrtle <laughs> Beach area. Yeah, I already own three of them, so I don't need another one. And I think I have two or three Elder Spells. I might need an Elder Spell or two. I, I bought, like three elder spells and i think uh the store still has some but i bought like three or four the other day i'll have to check tomorrow yeah i know you you might want to be on liliana um no i think you're correct i don't be like lily's good in a creature shell where you can make use of her uh death triggers Mm -hmm. um you're not running any creatures so yeah if you have ugin and casmina yeah that's true uh, but again, like I'm on the Sarkin plan of yeah. just end the game like now. Yeah, I, I particularly like that. Davriel is a good find because mm-hmm. I, I basically I just, like Davriel. I just threw a bunch of three mana planeswalkers in like, just to I, see what was good. Yeah, just to like play some stuff. Yeah, because I didn't know, and I was like, okay, Kiora bad, Dovin good. Yeah, and Davriel just just embarrasses mid range decks. Yeah, even like mono red, like you know, you're like, okay, take a land. Now you're probably not going to be able to double spell as soon. Yeah. Or like, okay, take a three damage burn spell. Sure. And then in a heartbeat. And then you spend your turn killing my my three mana planeswalker. Like that gained me five life. Right. If not more, because you got a couple interplanar beacons in play. Yeah, and those those are the games you win against Mono Red is when you like get your second beacon and you just start like Narset tick down get whatever. Yeah. And then play whatever planeswalker the next turn and gain two more life. Yeah. Like you're th- you're three for wanting them every time you you do that. Yeah. Hopefully we've come up with a, a spicy meatball here that can do some things. We have to build a sideboard still. Yep. Well, I think I we think, gotta we gotta get the main deck tuned first. But yeah. Yeah. We need but the no. But I think too. like just just in terms of like there's something here. Oh, I think there is too. And so we can work on getting that figured out. Playing best of one ranked is not right. the best tech testing. Right. But it does. If your deck's soft to like mono red or aggro strategies, you. you will find out. Yeah. But you're also like I also played against some Bant decks, and so you you I actually saw some other yeah. decks as well. So it wasn't just all mono red. Yeah. But it will tell you like 
you will figure out what games your deck wins against mono red mm-hmm. and what games you don't right. and kind of how to shore that up. And like that can help you know what you need to sideboard. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to need Cry of the Carnarium in the sideboard for mono red and mono white because I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. But I think like it seems like it's favored against the Jeskai Super Friends list. Yeah, I think so. Just because like Nicobolus takes care of their everything. Yeah. yeah, everything that matters. Because again, two or three enchantments that are played. Right. You prison realmed something. Okay, we traded three mana for three mana, and I got value. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with this. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, so hopefully uh, next week we'll be telling you about our uh, sweet spicy deck. That spiked or, an MCQ. Yeah, or we'll send it to you so when you go to your MCQ or your FNM. Sure. Can, you can run that. Unfortunately, it does require you to have three Nicoboluses. Well, Nic- Nicoboli. Yeah. Uh, I currently have two. You have three. I think the price we pay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's some in the I think there's some in our chat. So yeah, I hopefully. know I know uh, Logan's got at least two. Yeah, I know he opened he opened two during his pre-release. Yeah, that's where mine came from. It was in that pre-release. It was yeah. great. Arena metagame time. Yeah. So how about that arena metagame? It's kind of the same. So yeah, it really hasn't changed. I much. will. I will. There's some off-meta stuff that we kind of need to put into a box. Yeah, I definitely uh, like I tweeted out. So basically. I didn't play a ton of best of one. Yeah. I only have like 21 games in. So again, numbers aren't big enough. And I was, I went through a phase where I was playing like unranked best of one just because it was like lower stress, even though like I was trapped in platform, could not go any lower. (laughs) Um, But it was, you know, mono red, mono white are still over 20% from what we saw. Then like Esper controls like 15 in the biggest portion of off minute. And I think in both was, uh, Blue black mid range. Yeah. But then other than that, that was about it. And then in best of three, the red and the white was way more red than white. Mm-hmm. Esper. And then you had more like Bants, Flash, or mid range stuff. Yeah. And again, like as I think I tweeted out or put on Facebook, I think the incentives of Arena mm-hmm. are such that you just need to play a lot of fast games. Yeah. And so that's why, like, even if mono red is not going to be, may not be super well positioned in the, in the overall meta, but I mean, mm-hmm. From the SCG event, it might it might be. I think Manora is just fine, but but I don't think it's gonna. I don't know if you're gonna go to your MCQ or an FNM and it be twenty five. No, right. Percent of the metagame. Yes. I think it's gonna always be overrepresented on Arena. Yeah. Because Arena incentivizes you to play a whole bunch of games really ten quick. minute matches. Yeah. As opposed to playing thirty five minute matches. Right. Your win rate if you play a thirty five minute match has to be so much higher. Yeah then your win rate if you play 10-minute matches. Yep. Right, if you're 55% and playing 10-minute matches and you're 60% playing 35-minute matches, you're, you're going to get there get quicker. There way faster, yeah. 55%. Yep. Yeah, there was nothing, like, nothing cool that, like, popped up. Yeah. Other than the Jeskai Planeswalkers list that started getting tweeted about and people started to pick up. Well, hopefully this... Uh... Hopefully we found that we found the uh, the hard answer here. Yep. I think that's I think that's about it, right? Yeah, Other I think than... that's it. All right. So so let us know how your MCQs go. Hopefully you get to go to one this weekend. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you're playing this weekend. Um, if you guys want to, uh, you know, keep a little like I did, keep track of what you played this weekend. Maybe a couple quick notes and shoot them to us. We can try and put together a a real life MCQ metagame. Yeah. At least talk about what people played, what people yeah. saw. Yep. Because, I mean, especially if you see, like, a unique deck. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the fun ones to look at. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't do the I didn't do the obligatory look to see how many downloads we've had, but we have been... Uh, we were 1587 on lunch today. Yeah, so we're 
we're climbing up there. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Yep. Uh, thank good, you for keeping yeah. us growing. Yeah, but so we went from we hit a thousand at like episode like twelve or thirteen or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. And we're half we're almost to two or halfway to two thousand now. Yep. In like four episodes. So yeah, that's pretty good. People are listening, so thank you very much. Yeah, and tell all your friends. Yeah. And then again, like we always say, let us know what you wanna wanna hear. Yep. If there's any topic you want us to discuss, if there's a deck list you want us to talk about, uh something random in the community happened, whatever it is, let us know and we'll do our best yeah. to get it on yeah. the show. Tweeted us at Casual Tripod. I usually work the Twitter account. That's yep. usually what I do. Uh, you can email us at casualtryhardmtg at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Yeah, so uh, we are at all these places. Yep. I guess Modern Horizons previews start next week. Yeah. Oh, right? man. <laughs> wow, it's a busy yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to like do this MCQ and then have to start thinking about uh, modern. A, a modern. Yeah. A modern Horizon sealed uh, GP. Yeah. Uh, I think Morrow announced today on his Twitter that uh, Modern Horizons previews start next week. Okay, yeah, because I mean, it makes sense. That'll yeah. be like three weeks from when the set comes out. Yeah. So yeah, we have a gosh, we have a GP in less than a month. Yeah. You wow. ready? <laughs> no, no. Don't even know what's in the set. How can how can you be ready? No, but I, I'm assuming that next week maybe uh, we'll probably start talking about yeah Modern Horizons previews. So yep. probably. We record on Monday, so it'll probably at least be the first batch of previews that day. Yep. Uh, it should be interesting. And if you don't currently like Modern, Modern's <laughs> going to be different in a month. It is, so you might as well get in then. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. If you're like, oh, these decks are bad, they should ban something. No, just let them print their way out of it. Uh, you, I mean, you could always play Neo Brand. Yeah, I mean, if you have like a month where you get to kill people on turn one, like you should just take advantage of it. Absolutely. I'm yeah. going to. I have some busted stuff I want to try, so... Yeah. Probably bad, but I want to give it a go. <laughs> and with that, we'll catch you next week. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM.